Uh, the youth group has um, a conference. They go, they go to one Lake Champion in the spring, one Rebloom in the fall. I've only been to Rebloom, but I've been three times. Um, and this particular time, excuse me, this particular time that we went, it, the, it was Pastor A-Rod, one of the guys who helped found it was Seth. And he, the talk was about the Holy Spirit and asking the kids to, like, not only to just welcome the Holy Spirit, but, like, make room for them and ask the Holy Spirit, like, what he wants to do in their lives and what, how, how he, they, the Holy Spirit can impact them. Like, just ask, basically ask, like, what's the potential that I have in this relationship? Yeah. So that was, that was a big theme of Rebloom this year. Yeah. So this is a, an annual fall retreat that we always go on for students in 6th through 12th grade. Shameless plug for students in 6th to 12th grade. Yep. If you want to go on an awesome retreat in the fall, always the second weekend in November, we go to Seneca Hills Bible Camp, which is in Polk, Pennsylvania, out in Western PA. Shout out to all the Western PA folks. Anybody Western PA in here? Where Yin's at? Yin's guys are keeping quiet this morning. Um, anyway, so uh, Scott has come along for the last couple of years to participate on the, the worship team, uh, playing bass or electric guitar at that camp with us, and I've been really grateful for that, and we've grown closer the last couple of years, even just being a part of that, and it's cool to give a different, different adults in our congregation exposure to what we're doing in youth ministry, too, but something special happened to you at the retreat this year, uh, not just being a participant on the worship team, yeah. but you want to share your story a little bit? Yeah, so during Rebloom, there's always a emphasis on the, the second night, well, the second night, yeah, right, Saturday night after the third, in the middle of the third session to have 20 minutes of absolute silence. Go out on the grounds of the, of the camp, which is beautiful, by the way, and it, it's, you just go out, you find a quiet spot where nobody's around, and you just sit and think about, like I said, think about what the message that you've just been listening to for the last, you know, three days, two days or whatever, and really take time to contemplate. And so like, I live in such like a three foot world that I'm like, I'm here to be the worship, I'm here to play bass on the worship band and that's it. And so like when I went up, the first two times I went up there, excuse me, went up there, it was like, that's what I'm gonna do. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm just gonna hang out, basically stare at the wall, take a nap type of stuff. And then so this time, actually before I left, Steph and I were having a conversation in our kitchen after we put our boys to bed and she was like, what do you do up there when you're not worshiping? Not like, what are you doing? But like, what do you want, generally, what do you want to, what are you doing? And I was like, well, you know, we build a fire, we take a nap, we do that. And she's Just like, to be clear, that's because Scott's only on the worship team. Uh, shout right, out to right. all the awake leaders <laughs> yeah, who yeah. are with L the no, students. Big shout out. From sunup until way past sundown. They get uh, up, they get up with the kids, they sleep with the kids in the cabin. The worship team gets to sleep in a separate isolated you have a fireplace we have a fireplace with couches and yeah. a, a kitchen downstairs it's a nice spot it's a good it's a good spot big shout out to Santa Gales Bible again but um so yeah and when they so in the middle of the day on Saturday they play this game humans versus zombies so I mean that sounds great right yeah. so that's four hours solid of I get to I take a nap. It's a huge game of like it's glorified it's tag, tag yeah. really. The humans have nerf guns and nerf nerf swords and then we slay zombies which are are not real zombies, just people labeled they're as They're pretending. Zombies. Yeah, they're yeah. Pre it's a pretend. Yeah, it's not real. Yeah. We don't take zombies to the Just place. to clarify. And they're not there. Yeah, all fake. Anyway. So, um, but it's great. Kids have fun. I take a nap. 
or by the fire. And then, so this time, after Steph said, you know, what are you doing up there? I was like, well, this is an opportunity. What she, what she meant by that, after we kind of talked through it, she's like, this is an opportunity for, to, you're in the presence of God. You're in there leading kids in worship. Like, this is an opportunity for you, too. I was like, you know what? You're right. Like everything else, she's absolutely right. And, um, yeah, she's so much more interested in my character than I could even potentially think about being. So big shout out to Steph. Um, we, so this time during quiet time, basically what A-Rod said was like, hey, we're, gonna, we're going to, you're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life and kind of work through things with you and figure out your place in, in God's kingdom and how you can be impacted and then you then can impact others. So typically what I do, I'm not, I'm not napping during this time usually, I'm, I'm kind of walking around, like just praying for the kids and I did that a little bit and then in my mind, the conversation came back with Steph. So I was like, okay, I'm going to walk. So I walked up towards the sixth grade boy cabin, which is where Seth sleeps. That's, that should be something to be said, to sleep with the sixth grade boys. The, um, so I get about halfway up the hill. And because, I, so I've had some back and knee problems. I'm like kind of looking for a place where not getting down, like I can get down, no problem. That's like essentially falling. So I can, I, <laughs> I can get down, no problem, but I'm constantly looking for like a place to like, I got to put my hand here so I can kind of get myself picked up because I can't really stand up by myself. So I get down on a hill, so I'm kind of already <laughs> leaning back and I'm praying and I get down on my face in the dirt, you know, hands and knees, and I'm praying like, you know, Holy Spirit, like, please, you know, impact these kids, like come over this place, you know, make your presence known here. And I'm just kind of going through that, praying for each of the, the kids and the, the camps and everything. And then, the, and then I hear, pray for healing. And I was like, okay, somebody here needs healing. So, so then I, I prayed for that and I kept going and kind of talked through that. And then at the end of the quiet time, there's a big dinner bell that they ring. So the bell rings and without even thinking about it, I just stood up and I, like didn't even dawn on me. Just stood right up and walked down the hill, went down back into the thing, kind of like nothing, like that wasn't a big deal. Went down, sat down on a couch, like that was no big deal, because like usually I have to like kind of lower my, you'll see when I get up, I have to like lower myself. And then I was sitting there, I didn't think about that. And then I reached down and I was like, oh, my boot's untied. I reached down and, and tied my shoe, and Steph can attest to this, tying my shoe's like an event because of my back. And like, I just did it. And at that moment I was like, I was the guy that needed, I needed healing and I asked for it and God did that right in that moment, right? Like all glory to him. Glory to yeah, I was just Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. It was awesome. And it like it totally threw me off because I was like I'm just like, oh yeah, somebody here needs healing. And it was me. It was me. I, I needed I'm sure other people hopefully got it too, but yeah, it was just like it's one of like I said, I live in that three foot world. I'm like I'm just here to do worship and I'm just here to like just do worship, right? Like yeah. I'm here to help these kids come into a place of worship, which, not to rabbit trail, but like watching your kids and your grandkids do worship like you guys do when you're here, like in big church, and then you get to see a hundred kids do worship like free. It's, it's powerful, man. So another big shout out to Rebloom. Um, but then, like, like Steph had said, and like, you're there in the presence of God, so like, engage with that. Like, it's not just, you're not just there playing a role. Like, this is, you're actively in this with God, and God has the ability to do anything at any time, 
if you ask him for it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for sharing, Scott. It's yeah. really cool to hear like God healing your back, healing your knees, and just like your personal encounter with him as well. Um, there's a ton of stories from our, our retreats where we hear both from students and from leaders and and worship leaders coming along to just experience the Lord. Uh, so I want to give God glory for that. Shout out to all the adult leaders who serve at yeah, our youth at? retreats. Um, you guys are awesome. Thanks for your blood, sweat, and tears and lack of sleep that you pour into the next generation. And um, thanks for, Steph, thanks for sparing Scott for the weekend uh, to, to come along and, and worship with Rebloom this year. Um, Steph has actually joined our church staff this year. She's helping our, our uh, office staff here at State College Alliance Church. So it's been an, a blessing to have you be a part of the team here in this, uh, the end of the year here, running into 24. So thanks for serving in that capacity. Um, I want to just bless you guys and pray for you if that's okay. Cool. Yeah. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for Scott and Steph and their family. I thank you for the ways that you have ministered to Scott, that you uh, brought him a, a touch of healing and an encounter of, uh, with your presence to, um, to heal his back and heal his knees in that moment, God, and that he's able to turn around. And, and I, I've heard him share this story more than just right here on this platform. So thank you that you're getting glory uh, through the work that you have done um, in Scott's life. And so bless Scott and Steph and, and the Miller family, God. We, we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hey, can we give them uh, a big thank you for sharing their story? Uh, my name is Don Jones. I am on the Board of Elders here. This is my wife, Sarah. And we have the honor and privilege of introducing to you today some of our dearest friends. Um, it says, it says somewhere, it takes a community to raise good families, and we are very happy to have these guys as part of our community of raising our kids and their kids together. And so we are excited for you to hear what God has been doing in their lives. And so I'm going to ask Chris. Chris, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys came to be here at State College Alliance? Sure. Thank you, uh, Don. Thank you for um, giving us the opportunity to share our, our story with you guys today. Um, Amber and I grew up in, in Christian churches um, and, you know, married in a Catholic church and spiritually connected um, all our lives. But it wasn't until uh, this little event called COVID that we really had an opportunity to, to connect with God. Um, and, it, and I mentioned COVID because I, I thank this church so much for what they did in their online services and their outdoor worships and that was really, you know, at, at Don and Sarah's encouragement uh, to come and join them. Um, that was really how we, we got connected with this church um, and, and really got onto some, some strong spiritual paths um, these last three years. But, um, yeah, that was, that's how we got here, and uh, we couldn't be happier. Well, I know I'm not the only one. We're not the only ones who are super glad that you're here. Um, and I know 2023 has been quite the year and that God has used some, has, has had a big impact in your life. And um, one of the things that really started that off was actually a bad car accident that you guys were in at the end of June. So Amber, can you share with us how God has worked through that? Yes. So actually it was... Um, six months on Christmas. It was June 25th. Um, just basically in a nutshell, Chris and I were going on, on our way to a trip on a trip. So we were by ourselves with, without our children. Um, long story short, um, we did 
endure a, a I call it an incident these days and an, a, a supernatural opportunity. Um, the factual context was that um, I had broken my clavicle, my forearm, um, some bruised ribs and collapsed lung and my fractured pelvis. Um, so I was in UPMC Altoona from June 25th through June 30th. Um, and I, I mean, like without a, a doubt in my soul, God is working before, during, after, present day in um, so, 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 so many ways. Um, so I was in the trauma, in the hospital, and despite my natural, natural tendency to um, have a little bit of anxiety, I had this like supernatural form of peace with everyone, everyone, everyone. Um, I would have to say, like, the, the biggies would be protection, love, 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 and also just God's awesomeness. Um, and for protection, I Psalm 91 constantly comes to mind of, um, and I, so, yeah, whoever dwells, Whoever dwells, <clears throat> excuse me, in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And in every single piece of that incident um, come from like the strangers who just witnessed it and supported us on the road, paramedics, um, doctors, surgeons, nurses, uh, roommates, um, <laughs> and his love. Um, I also remember walk. I was eight, I, I made it a point that on um, the July second, the July Living Waters, we were able to to walk in with assistance. And I remember seeing Aaron, um, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing here?" And I was like, "I am here. I'm here. I'm here." Um, and just the awesomeness of God's creation of the of the human body and um, healing hands. So that's just God is constantly working. So Chris, uh, what was your experience in those six months since the uh, accident? I, I, I remember the um, immediately after the, the, that, that week um, and weeks following, just that, that constant prayer of thanks for God's protection and 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 Amber's healing, um, and also just 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 constant prayer to can to continue to improve on that healing and strengthen. But um, it really, it, it, I think we can we can tend when when these kind of um, incidents happen um, to focus so much on prayer in that moment, um, but but let that um, kind of die away. And I think, again, through our, our friendships, through this church, through, through connections with the, the pastoral leadership here at, at the church, um, we recognized a, a heightened awareness of God in our lives. And um, in just every day, and it just continues to grow stronger and stronger. And I, I use it as an opportunity to, to learn to worship differently. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about worship just, just in Scott's story and, and, and how amazing it is uh, to be in this, this church community here um, 
and and it's it it's just become so much more important in my life. I've learned to, to pray. Um, again, grew up in a Christian household, but um, the, my, my spiritual growth, my ability to pray and praise God and, and glorify him um, has just grown so much these last six months. And I think most importantly, um, my connection with Amber has has just proven rock solid and, and it has just grown so so strong and it's centered on Christ and I I cannot be more thankful to God in working in in my life and in our lives and using again uh, uh, what could have been a, a much worse tragedy and was difficult there's there's no doubt about it Amber explained her injuries it was hard but using that to connect us, um, to grow spiritually, to allow our kids to witness our, our spiritual paths. Um, everybody's on their own spiritual path and spiritual journey. I, I truly believe that. I'm, I'm 45 years old, and I, I can't believe how much I've grown in the last six months. Um, but for them to, to, to witness that, um, I'm so encouraged. Uh, I am I'm so full of love and and blessings, and again, we just glorify God for that. I feel like I I, I want to add a, a tiny detail that the trip that we were supposed to be going on was to celebrate our 20th anniversary in Oregon, but we definitely definitely connected in Altoona. So. <laughs> 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 um, and another huge detail that gives glory to God is that very morning, Seth had delivered a message um, centered on where is your lane and also what is your song. And I, I'm gonna, my song truthfully is the, this little light of mine. And I feel like this, opportunity right here right now is that my I, I I feel like we're all that light and so like this little light of mine you're gonna let it shine and just yeah maybe some days that light will be just a twinkling and maybe a little bit dim but it will always be steadfast and so thank you Seth for giving the, us that message and I remember humming it in the just yesterday today, tomorrow, forever. And I know there's so much more that God has done in those six months, and we were cut for time. Aaron said we were only about 10 minutes. No, we're good. <laughs> you didn't go over. Um, but if you want to hear some of those really cool stories, uh, I would encourage you to talk to them because it has been an encouragement to our lives, to our, our family group's lives, uh, just to hear what God has been doing. And so um, I, want to give, I want to pray for them, and then we'll call up the next people. God, I do thank you so much for Chris and Amber and for the way that you've been working in their lives. Lord, I thank you so much for Tanner and for Carson, Lord, too, and the way that you have uh, just shown yourself faithful in that family during this time. And Lord, as we have talked, I'm still struck by words that Chris has used, the sustained presence of you in their lives. Lord, I pray that for the people here today, maybe who are connecting with what you have laid on their hearts to share, Lord a sustained presence of your peace, sustained presence of your love. Lord, we pray that they continue to be that light in this world and around the people uh, you have put around them. 
would know that you are with them, Lord, that you have done a work in them, and Lord, that they will continue to shine for you. We thank you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, church family, thank them. All right. And I'm uh, welcoming Rick and Janet Whitmer. Uh, so let's give them a warm welcome as they come on up to the platform here. Well, uh, I mean, you probably saw Rick up on stage just a little bit ago. He's been playing on the worship teams for a while, uh, acoustic, electric, bass, all of that. Um, but uh, a sweet, sweet uh, man of God, you know, but I think like Janet is like, she is so sweet. Um, and the, the real treasure here, not that you're not, buddy, but you know. Um, so, but it's been a joy to, <laughs> he agrees, right? Do you agree? He agrees. Thumbs up. You, you can't deny it. Um, so... Yeah, uh, but a sweet couple, a sweet testimony here. And, and over this past year, as I was talking with them yesterday about this, the words that came to mind is something that in the Alliance that from its beginning, uh, the two things that the Alliance was about was like a deeper life and missions. And what I hear them talking about yesterday was this deeper life. And what I hear in even all of these testimonies is like, you know, even like Steph saying to Scott, God has something for you there. This is stepping into the deeper life in Christ that we have. Uh, it's like, okay, in Christianity, you can like dip your toe in the water, or you can show up, and you can sing the songs, and you can listen to the words, but are you going to actually let God into the deeper places and address the deeper parts of your soul? And even like Amber and, and Chris, and like, I think that's the walk, that, that spiritual development that, he, that Chris is talking about is like, well, this is stepping into this deeper life that we have in Christ. So Rick, uh, with that kind of, you know, deeper life of like jumping into the deep end and being all in, what do you, uh, this past year, what, what's God been doing in your life and in your heart uh, here? He, he's been stretching me. I, I made that comment to, to Aaron once about after one of the conferences that, uh, man, <clears throat> you guys are really stretching me. And I said, I don't, I'm not saying that as a complaint. Uh, it, it's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> God, I came, I came to faith late in life. I had a lot of church in the beginning of my life, but I didn't. It's one thing to know God. I mean, it's one thing to know about God, but I didn't really know God until uh, April 2015 when uh, I shouldn't have went down to surgery because I'm going to get emotional. That's okay. Uh, I brought the when, tissues, when, so it's uh, okay. It's okay. When my daughter was baptized and God just started working. And uh, wasn't long after that <clears throat> that, I, that I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. It's been a pretty cool journey ever since. Not not always easy. Like I said, I've I've been stretched, but uh, but I f I feel like part of the journey led us to to stay College Alliance, <clears throat> and uh, just uh, just the things that. Um, I'm thinking back to Aaron's email where he said, I want to give God the glory for, and I want to give God the glory for 
putting the people around us and events around us that have just grown our faith and my faith in particular. And um, as I reflect on that, uh, it takes me back to a time in 2019 when uh, when I uh, I found out uh, routine physical one day next day call that I had prostate cancer and uh, and it was serious I mean normal range is two to four I was 59 so I'd say that was a little serious um, but glory to God in that in the fact that that uh, I uh, and it reminds me of something that I've heard here at church trusting God in uncertain times uh, before Christ I feared death um, from two fifth 2015 on I didn't fear death anymore because I knew where I was going. And I remember telling someone, and I told you yesterday, um, if it's God's will, I know where I'm going, and I'm ready to go. Uh, I mean, if, it's, if it was my time, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go with peace and joy. Um, so, yeah, so you said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're like, no, you're not going anywhere, Rick, right? <laughs> so God is working, worked through that and through, you know, um, medical operation and treatments and things like that. Uh, cancer was uh, completely removed and healed. Is that, and then, and up until then this year again, uh, and, and uh, you know, kind of got some other news from your doctor, like, oh, it looks like numbers are going back up again. And you, well, you said a minute ago, like you before Christ would have been like afraid of, of death. And then tell me, like even this past year, what was your your heart kind of reaction to all of that? Well, the human part of me was definitely disappointed that my numbers went back up after two years of being essentially cancer free by the numbers. Um, but honestly, same thing applied as in 2019. Um, I'm trusting, uh, just like before, I'm, I'm trusting God, and it's, it's in his hands. And uh, my numbers have started to level off. Uh, after some testing, uh, the numbers are leveling off, and, and I just I praise God for that. So, yeah, yeah. So, and I, and I think, as you mentioned, just kind of the 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 people in the community here and then also just some of the things that you've engaged with with the church uh particularly you'd mentioned some of like the the conferences like the um uh the first one we did which i can't think of what, what was it called <laughs> encountering god encountering god yeah yep when uh, uh mitchell was here uh, yeah I'm, I'm messing up all the names and things john that's john it mitchell. yeah and just there you go. Uh, him 
just that that really just encountering God through that, encountering God through the Living Waters uh, prayer service and being just drawn deeper and deeper into prayer, encountering God in uh, the Soul Care Conference. And I think that kind of leads us into some of Janet's story of at the Soul Care Conference. Well, even like tell us a little bit, um, so a little bit, Janet, of what, you know, kind of your, your experience prior to the Soul Care Conference and what was, what was life like in, in just in your in your in your in your heart uh, prior to that prior to that I had always dealt with a stop it. <laughs> I had dealt with a lot of abuse and trauma and when I first met Rick I was in counseling and the healing had started um, and I came to this church and probably a few months before the conference God told me to start telling my story more. So the first time I had told my story was in a prayer group that Rick and I were attending. And I told my story and looked at Pastor Aaron and said, I don't know why I said that. I don't even know why I'm sharing. And he said, sounds like healing is beginning to me. Healing is starting. And I said, I think so. I had told some other, a few ladies in the church part of my story. And then um, right before Soul Conference, I was in another ladies group and had shared my story. And so Rick and I came and I had been praying and praying. I immediately felt in my heart whenever they talked about the Soul Care Conference that I'm going to be there. And it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Friday morning, I felt led to talk to Rob, and I unpacked a little bit of my suitcase and told him part of my story. And a few weeks before Soul Care Conference, I had kept telling Lord, if I just hear one word from you that I know it's from you. But when I was growing up and in the midst of all the abuse, the one thing that the enemy constantly told me or somehow I latched onto was that it continued to happen to me because I was ugly. That's what the enemy always told me all my life. That's why it happened. If I wasn't ugly, it wouldn't have happened. So I kept saying, Lord, if I just hear one or two words from you that I will know that it's from you, that we're connecting, that I'm hearing you. So when I talked to Rob and unpacked a little bit of my suitcase, he said, the one thing that he, I can say that he said was, God makes beautiful things out of manure. And I ran back to my seat after him and I were done talking and I wrote things down that he had said to me. And then Saturday, he said, make sure you're here. And I said, I, I promise, I want to be here. I'll be here. I picked a certain group, probably because there was two women in it, part of. And it ended up those two ladies prayed and prayed for me. But at the end of it, like, I didn't tell them, I didn't really tell them a lot of my story. They just asked questions, and I answered. And at the end of it, she said, I really feel like I'm supposed to tell you, like God really wants you to hear that you are beautiful. Wow. And that was my word. That meant so much to me, knowing that God thinks I'm beautiful, nobody else matters. Hmm. 
And she said, she had this puzzled look on her face and she said, I also really feel like I'm supposed to tell you that God makes beautiful things out of manure. And I just started hitting my leg <laughs> and laughing. And I ran back to my seat and got the paper and I brought it back up and showed it to her. But it was so, it, and also one thing that they do is, or in my case anyhow, the two ladies said, what is the one word that you hear God saying to you? And I said, free, oh, I am free. And the other thing that God really has impressed on my heart is that I dealt with a lot of, which I thought was guilt and, and things like that, but there was a lot of shame that I didn't need to take on, and it's not there anymore. Mm. He's freed me from the shame. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of freeing. He just has done so much, and he did so much in that conference. He set me free. The other thing was... Um, something happened to my mama when I was real young, and for some reason I was always fascinated with, I didn't watch a lot of TV, but I always watched the real things like 24, 48 hours shows like that. I've, I have not watched one of those shows since the Soul Care Conference. Mm. I was always watching TikTok, things like that. Mm. I haven't been back on TikTok. I have no desire to be. Mm. I have a huge desire to spend time with God, especially in the morning. He me, wakes me up almost every morning to just at least have 10, 15, 20 minutes with him in the middle of the night mm. just to have talks with God, and it's been so amazing. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, what an awesome testimony of hearing, you know, and even just that, that specific word. And, I, you know, I think that's, that's one of the ways I think God works and the Spirit works is, like, you hear from, from one person, then you hear from somebody else, and God just using the church, using the body to affirm the word he wants to tell you, to, to take the lie that we may have heard from our youth, like you're, you're ugly or you're, you're not beautiful, and then to reverse that with the truth that, no, you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Uh, you are beautiful. Um, so what an awesome testimony. And then the freedom that's come out of that and just yes. like the way that you shared with me of just how the word has come alive to you and how, you know, even just the sweetness of these, 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 you know, like you said, like talks with God, you know, just that, that we have this connection and relationship where he wants to speak to us. He wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to, to be in relationship with him. So, uh, and that's not something like that's, we don't do, that's not of like our human flesh. That's not us or this, this, this church in specific, but it's just like us coming before God and saying, okay, God, what do you want to do? What do you want to tell us? What do you want us to do? And, and, and then that act of our will and our faith to step into that and say, okay, God, I'm all in. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. So, well, so all praise and glory uh, to God for the work he's been doing in both of your lives. And thank you both so much for for sharing, and how about uh, one more round of applause for these folks, and all praise uh, to God just for his work here. Can, can I put one more, say one more thing? Sure. The power of prayer, mm. don't ever underestimate. Power of prayer. Um, the first time I came to the Living Water service, I was hooked. If you haven't been there, I highly recommend it. God shows up. Prayers get answered, including 
including ours. So, glory to God for that. How about it? Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys, for sharing. It really does bring us a lot of joy. Um, I asked, I was really hoping that Amy and I could be here together uh, at the service. Um, and I said, you know, you can just go and do it on your own. But I said, I really want to come in and do this with you because uh, to, to hear the stories um, and to know that God is working, that is a difference maker. I mean, you, you can make yourself busy with activity and religious practice and study and all of those kind of things. And you might even find some benefit from those things. But if you know that God is actually in the business of changing lives, that God actually has purpose that he calls us into, that God actually takes sometimes really broken and really hard circumstances and, and brings things that will actually be for his glory, that is a very, very hopeful message. And that's the message that we have in the gospel. That's the message that we have in Christ, um, that he walks with us. And that, that thing that Aiden was saying, the deeper life that he calls us to, you, you got a little taste of that <clears throat> in these testimonies today. And we see this in the lives of so many people. I mean, I, I literally am just sitting over here and I'm looking across the congregation as a representation, at least, of our church here today. And, you know, and it's like, you know, God's hand is on your lives. I, I see Jesus at work in you, and I see Jesus at work in you, and I see Jesus at work in you, and you, and your whole family, and you, and, I, you know, your legacy, and I think Jesus is at work in you, and I see, I, I just look at the ways in which he has called and gifted his church, and it really is a beautiful thing because Jesus is active in changing lives. And so thank you for those who took time to share your story today. Others of you may have a story that, that you want to tell, and we encourage you to tell that story in whatever circles and opportunities uh, he gives you, all for the glory of God. I want to just share this, uh, this psalm with you, uh, because I think this is actually an important thing. You, you'll notice that even today, uh, we don't highlight stories that are simply or all in the same category of I had a need, God fixed the need. You know, I, this was broken, and now God fixed it. Actually, you hear some of those stories, and we're thankful for that, because God does do that. But you also heard stories today of people who are very much in process, and that gives you some encouragement. I hope it gives me some encouragement, because there's areas of my life still in process, things I'm still waiting on the Lord for, things that you experience frustration, or the dark night of the soul, or the, the unfinished story, and so you're in that place. And so the encouragement comes from Psalm 73. And the psalmist says, my, my flesh and my heart may fail. That's true. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And we have seen God do some remarkable things. We also see that many of us are still in the process of seeing his plans unfold. And that is good. And that's okay. That's the kind of thing that God does. So what I want to do as we close today, and then Amy's going to send us out with a, with a benediction and some just sort of wrap-up things, I'll just ask if you would stand together. We come to the end of this year, think about the stories that God is writing and unfolding, think about the things that he has in store for us.
Uh, as, a, as a sign of unity today, what I would like us to do, we're going to just sing the doxology together, and I'm going to ask you to sing it out in full voice. We'll be the choir uh, and fill up this, uh, this room, assuming that you know the words to it. If you don't, just listen along. You'll be okay, or hum along. Uh, but uh, we're going to sing, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So now you know the words. But before we sing, I'm going to ask if you would just kind of fill in the gaps uh, in the aisles. We're going to sort of, as a sign of unity, sort of come together, thanking the Lord uh, for his, his goodness. You don't have to hold hands. Amy said, no, there's too many germs. Don't make people hold hands. I mean, but, go ahead if you want to. But if you're with to, people that you love and you're sharing germs anyway, and you can put your arm around them or you can hold their hand, that's fine. But I just ask you to sort of fill in the gaps Again, as a, as a bit of a, a sign of, of unity, uh, I'm just going to say a very brief prayer, thanksgiving to the Lord, and then we'll invite you to, to sing with us. I won't get too close to you. Amy said, don't get too close to me. She said, you were sick I've last week. I kept away just, from it all week. You, you get your own microphone. That's what she told me. You get your own microphone. I said, all right, I good. do love him. Oh, she much. loves me. She took good care of me, actually, this last week. So, Jesus, we're thankful that you love your church so well. And you have given yourself for her. And even right now, you are in the process of refining and developing and deepening, uh, making her more beautiful. And, and your word actually says that, that we reflect your glory as we move from glory to glory. And so, Lord, we just say thank you for your church and thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit that you have not left us without promises. You have not left us on our own as orphans. You have not left us without the, the promise of your presence that when we gather and even when we struggle and even when we go through trials that you say, I'm going to be with you. That was the whole promise that we just celebrated over this Christmas season of Emmanuel, Jesus becoming God with us and then sending the Holy Spirit to indwell us. And so, Lord, we recognize that the story that you are writing and the stories that are still not yet done, uh, we, we give back to you and, and all for your glory. And we say thank you and we invite you to continue to move among us and to work among us as a church. We commit this coming year to you. Uh, we declare, Lord, this is the year that that you will do the things that you desire to do, and, and we eagerly desire to be in step with you, that we would be about your kingdom work, not our own plans. And so we are thankful, we're grateful, we wait with anticipation on the work that you desire to do. And we pray this all in the strong name of Jesus, and God's people said, amen. amen. Let's lift our voices and sing. Praise God from beautiful. Isn't it wonderful to be a family together? 
If you have a prayer need before you leave, we always have people who are up here willing and joyfully would love to pray for you for whatever your prayer need is. Even if you just want to pray for a little bit, I'm sure somebody will be here to pray with you. So that's the one thing. If you have checking cards or offering that you would like to to give today, there's the black boxes at the back. You can drop them in uh, one of the boxes on your way out. And the last thing is I want to leave you with this verse, this exhortation to you as you leave. On this last day of 2023, going into 2024, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Go in that truth and live that out today and this coming year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.